and welcome to the eighth episode of Little Miss Media. We're your hosts, Brianna. And I'm Melissa. Asian fishing is arguably a contemporary viral term due to recent makeup trends on social platforms such as TikTok and has even been brought to light through celebrities such as Ariana Grande's Asian fishing, makeup, slash fashion controversy. In this episode, we seek to discuss whether or not there should be boundaries with makeup. Is there a line between being a fan of Asian makeup styles and coming across as attempting to make one's facial features look more East Asian? So what exactly is Asian fishing? It's very similar to the term catfishing. So with catfishing, someone pretends to be someone else online, but with Asian fishing, however, it's specifically when someone who is not Asian do their best to pass as East Asian, basically. And how they do this in modern day society, we have all our filters and our editing applications. They do some makeup, photo editing, blah, 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 posing, and just subtly at times pulling the corners of their eyes upwards, basically trying to recreate the whole Asian feature look. Yeah, and uh, we have to sort of clarify here. When we are talking about Asian fishing, we are sort of specifically looking at East Asian fishing, oftentimes they want to recreate that sort of popular East Asian makeup look. So very pale skin, dark Mm. hair, uh, the eyeliner sort of style. Yeah, it's very much trying to replicate a Japanese, Korean, Chinese sort of look. So yeah, it also often includes the fetishization and sexualization of East Asian individuals. When people are Asian fishing, they often take the really harmful stereotypical traits uh, that they might associate with East Asian girls or men. And Mm. then they try to act and behave in these ways. And they will often act out sort of submissive, kawaii stereotypes that have really harmed actual Asian women throughout history. And this really encourages the ongoing and very prevalent on the internet fetishization of these traits. So this ties in really heavily to our fourth episode where we talked about the issues that come with Asian fetishization. And you can see that this sort of desire for the aesthetic of Asian features also really heavily ties into makeup. When in the past, well, for many centuries, well, a lot of Asian or East Asian culture was deemed desirable and they've been manipulated into Western art, fashion and architecture and mm-hmm. even movies when we were talked about in episode four with the dragon lady, etc. Nowadays, there's an issue with Asian fishing and how it's being seeped into the makeup industry. And I guess it's just been a really hot topic um, in recent years, which we will get into a bit later with the recent controversies etc but yeah with the whole kawaii um anime girl um aesthetic in particular i'm not sure if you've seen those floating around social media i'm pretty sure you have for sure for sure (laughs) (laughs) and that is actually one of the best ways to get the likes (laughs) and the followers Arguably, um, an article by Fashion Fashion Ovation argues that this twisted beauty standard for Asian females was actually manufactured entirely for the male gaze. And Asian female wrote in Rice to Talk about her experience on a dating app called Hinge. She said that, quote, her private messages were 
were highly overrun by men complimenting her appearances. So you get your dark straight hair, your dark brown slanted eyes. And she soon realized that these honey words slowly revealed themselves as a facade of their disgusting fetishizations towards Asian women, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, it's just the whole idea of people coming online to trying to look as Asian as possible. But why? For sure. And I I think a lot of it, we're both kind of involved in this sort of, I want to say weeb culture, but very (laughs) anime, (laughs) anime (laughs) fandoms and such. Mm. And it's so prevalent within those fandoms. And maybe for a lot of people, it comes out of a genuine love for the culture. Um, and a love for, you know, Asian things. But I think it just manifests in the wrong way. It comes across as them trying to take all of the desirable aspects of being Asian without exactly, as you were saying, suffering the repercussions of actually being Asian. So it is a very hard topic and I think a very nuanced topic. And we will try to explore you know, all of the arguments here, but it's not just about eyeliner. I think I see that a lot on TikTok and a lot on Twitter where people just like, it's just eyeliner. It's just makeup. Is it? I'm not sure. That's what we're going to explore. Is it just eyeliner? Is it just makeup? Or is it an identity? Is it a cultural identity? So in 2021, Massive, globally famous pop star Ariana Grande was accused of Asian fishing, and this was a pretty high-profile case. I don't think the general public had really heard about Asian fishing much before this case became, you know, worldwide news. And she was accused of trying to appear Asian in a photo shoot that she posted on her Instagram. So since then, she has already deleted these series of photos on her Instagram but if you haven't seen these photos I'm just going to briefly describe them for you guys in the photos she was wearing a blazer a neckerchief tights and she had her hair pulled back with a ribbon and her makeup looked airbrushed on and she also had rosy cheeks extremely red lips pink lids and a winged eyeliner so if you want to think aesthetic you could think maybe like I don't know it it really reminded me of like old Japanese um, you know, one of those like pop stars in the olden days, like when the 60s or 70s and um, the Japanese music industry, I feel like that was the sort of aesthetic that her series of photos were trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some people were just really struck by her face in the photos. And they claimed that she was trying to appear of Asian ethnicity and that yeah. she was trying to do it on purpose, perhaps to appeal to Asian fans. Mm -hmm. And I think specifically, and this is always sort of what people focus on when they're talking about Asian fishing was the eyeliner. It was very much the sort of no monolid eyeliner look that has been trending lately. And we will talk about it. It's called fox eyes. Uh, We will get into that in a later segment. But I think that's where a lot of people's criticism was coming from was the eyeliner look. Um, But also the pose was extremely demure. And I guess people kind of got upset with that because combined with what has been perceived as an East Asian makeup look, it might have been perpetuating those harmful stereotypes we talked about earlier. 
I guess a really interesting thing to bring up as well is I don't know if you remember this, but back in 2019, she made headlines for tattooing some kanji on her on her wrist. Was it her wrist or was it her um her palm? But anyway, her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted to tattoo um kanji that stands for um seven rings. But many Japanese fans pointed out that in reality, it actually also stood for a Japanese barbecue grill. I got it. Um, a very iconic moment and yeah I mean it's hard because I do know that she has a tutor though I mean I don't know about now but back in the day she was actually attempting to study Japanese right but you can just see that she is definitely a fan of um, Japanese aesthetics or fashion etc she's just into the whole Japanese pop culture I would say in Mm -hmm. general yeah I guess that would show like a lack of care though like if you're literally gonna True. tattoo something onto your body, you should you might as well check, check it. <laughs> but like to me, that just shows like that they like look at like the language in that more as like a decoration than actually yeah. like putting thought into it. Maybe I'm looking too far into it. It was a mistake, and it was mm. her body. I'm not the one who got barbecue grill tattooed on me. No. But no. yeah, <laughs> it, it does make sense though. I see where you're coming from because you know the fact that you're gonna tattoo something on your body and you're not even gonna like double check it to really make sure it just really shows that like I feel like a lot of people maybe Asians as well and like non-Asians who are into you know the whole Asian fishing or um it just really emphasizes just how much they're into this just for the aesthetics yeah yeah it's just without giving a care yeah so I don't know I just felt like that was really um, interesting to point out Mm mm-hmm and this is not the only time that Ariana Grande has been accused of trying to emulate another race before. Throughout her career, she has been accused of blackfishing, which is where you try to appear most of the time biracial um, and profiting off that sort of American black aesthetic. And also, and Mel and I can both relate to this, a majority of people honestly thought that Ariana Grande was Latino. I thought she was, (laughs) but she's actually Italian. So she looks extremely different than she did when she was back in her Nickelodeon show when she was younger. So she very much has changed her image to a very ethnically ambiguous sort of look. And maybe she has profited off that. We came across a couple of Twitter comments about the whole fiasco just to get a general gauge as to what everyone's reaction was. And we found a couple interesting ones. At Ollie London is the first one <laughs> I would like to mention. He says, I'm so in love with Ariana Grande's new Asian look. It looks so cute and oriental. Welcome to the transracial club, Ari. So happy to have you join me. Can we become the king and queen of Korea together already? <laughs> So for those listening at home who don't know who Ollie London is, <laughs> Ollie is, is he from England? He is from England, yeah. Yeah, so he is a, a I'm going to say a white performer, celebrity, influencer, a noted individual, let's call him that, yeah. who <laughs> is very famous for surgically altering his appearance and using heavy makeup to appear Korean specifically like a k-pop singer I personally think he's satire I don't think he's serious I think he like 
just capitalizes off you know the hatred kind of mm. like Trisha Paytas but the fact that Holly London <laughs> tweeted Ariana Grande is like that's embarrassing <laughs> what's your opinion Mel? <laughs> I mean well she's found like a new friend <laughs> um, I don't know I just feel like maybe like Oli London's just jumping in the bandwagon of just like poking fun at Ariana like at mm-hmm. this point I really don't think he's serious most of the time anymore um so I felt like this is a good laugh for me <laughs> yeah like I think he was serious at the start and like yeah. then he realized how much people like hated him what a meme <laughs> he was and he just like was like I can make bank off this yeah like, I don't know I know people like hate him but I can't help but find him funny like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know he's just like he's so obviously satire to me like yeah I can't I don't think he's meant to be taken seriously like yeah it's harmful I don't know I, I, know. Just, I, don't, I don't know what to say about him he's bad but he's kind of funny <laughs> um another tweet was by baby photo ashtray what a name they say not ariana grande race fishing again first it was black now it's asian when will she stop hmm what's your opinion on that one mel i don't know um because like sometimes i feel like a lot of the blame goes on her which i understand because you know she's the one who basically knows what she's doing because she's the face of the entire photo shoot but like I wonder what the intention was um, for the stylist. Like what came, what was the inspiration for them to go to such points and such depth mm. where like people would actually be like, are you like trying to blackfish or, you know, Asian fish? Yeah. What was the whole intention? What was the idea? You know? Do you think like maybe I wrote an essay about this um, last year where a lot of like Western celebrities will capitalize off popular cultures to then boost their own careers right where celebrities come in they take you know braids they take massive tans they take all of these things and profit off that without having to face the other repercussions right so Mm -hmm. ariana like profited off that she had the super dark tan she had all those looks she profited off looking biracial off looking ethnically ambiguous and now k-pop is such a massive thing like east asian culture is so trendy at the moment it's in pop Mm. culture it's in vogue like do you think maybe her stylist wanted to capitalize off that if we're looking at it in this sort of gaze i mean yeah i mean especially since she arguably has a really big fan base in japan Mm -hmm. um which is why you know she started um learning japanese like basic japanese etc i feel like I felt like even her stylists, et cetera, they would have seen the potential in, you know, marketing towards that, that demographic in particular. So this photo shoot uh, arguably doesn't come as a surprise to me. Right. Like I've always felt like this was coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but we were due for a reckoning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I called it five years ago. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I just find it really weird. Like, why do you have to appear to look like another ethnicity to kind of like reach out to that, you know, to that demographic, that that um that group in particular to market your, I don't know, your business, etc. Um, yeah. It's just really weird to me, in my opinion. 
kind of going off that and these are all sort of like funny tweets at hoy4z says ariana grande came out as racially fluid today she's feeling east asian (laughs) so proud of her hot eyes (laughs) you know what's tough about this is that i noticed that with let's say korean makeup and japanese makeup they do have certain makeup styles you know the way how you do your eyeliners um Mm -hmm. particular colors that are um like unique to that makeup style how you know maybe she was just feeling like i want to do like the the typical like japanese makeup and maybe it came across as her literally altering her face right could have been unintended i don't know totally you don't know we don't know <laughs> that we yeah. don't know <laughs> like I get where people are coming from but then again it I feel like whether to bash her or not depends entirely on the intention behind this because using lighter foundation is unique is something that is you know general in the Korean makeup and Japanese makeup we do tend to just use lighter foundation just because mm-hmm. and maybe they were just trying to you know copy that makeup technique method for sure and it just the lighting maybe kind of really emphasized the whole light foundation which then comes across as her trying to be asian and Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that's why it's such a hard topic to talk about because um there's this tweet here by alfie velasco um, he said, not non-Asian people felt uncomfortable and offended by Ariana Grande Asian fishing, while us Asians slash Southeast Asians didn't even notice it and had nothing to say about it. Y'all just love to let successful women down, don't you? Now, this is something that I always found really interesting because as a Southeast Asian woman who has grown, in Southeast, grown up in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. none of us ever had issues with this. Um, if I were to see, let's say, like a foreigner wearing like a chongsam or, you know, yeah. like a traditional outfit, or um, I've seen a lot of like you know, so-called like weeaboos and kuriboos, et cetera. They've worn makeup according to like Korean, Japanese makeup trends. I never had an issue with that. Really? I, I've i seen comments bashing them for being like, oh, you're trying so hard to look Asian. But I, most of these comments were arguably not from people from Southeast Asia themselves. Like, there may be Southeast Asian people, but they've generally grown up in like, let's say America or like, you know, uh, a Western country where stuff like this is very controversial and it's a very hot topic for discussion. Mm-hmm. But never really in my my experience and from what I've observed, someone like from my friend group from like Malaysia or like, you know, yeah, someone having grown up in Japan because we'll just say, oh, that's really cute. Or like, eh, like that's really kawaii, you know, like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> No, I totally get that. And that's what I I always want to point out in so many of these like issues is it's so nuanced, right? Like it's it's not black and white. There's so many layers to it. We can't just say like, this is wrong, this is right. Like there's just, yeah, there's so much depth to it. Like coming from so many different perspectives, of course, everything's going to mean something, you know, different. It's going to be controversial to some. It's not going to be controversial to others. Mm-hmm. I guess with this comment as well though this is an argument I often see and I find it really interesting is when someone says all Chinese people don't care but like that's not that's such a sweeping statement right Mm -hmm. 
like just how like we complain like oh you can't say like for example this is a stereotype you can't say all Chinese people bad driving because like that's not true (laughs) you know like you can't Mm -hmm. loop all people into one thing well in the same way you can't make that argument then that like all Chinese people don't care there's like billions of millions of Chinese people how can they have one hive mind you know like of course like some American people will care some Southeast Asian people won't care but some you know like not everyone's gonna think the same Mm -hmm. way so like we can't loop it up I think for me like just to like um tie into what I just said earlier I guess what really um could have like stimulated like these different like opinions um for me and like you know other Southeast Asians that may have like issues with the way the makeup was done on Ariana was because growing up in a Southeast Asian country we're all the same so in the sense that like we've never really been discriminated or mm-hmm. bullied for you know our eye shapes etc which I read online um you know various experiences on um, people in like for example like America etc because everyone is just so racially different there like different ethnicities different features um many of them may have gotten discriminated against yeah and and then coming online to see like you know for example a- another American who's trying to put on makeups to have like the same facial features as they have now and then the, their very same friends who made fun of him for it would like admire or praise ariana for the way she looks i feel like that that could also be where um these issues are coming from yeah it's just yeah it's just like so it really depends on like the situation itself and i i totally get like all the different sides to it completely yeah. I, I agree with you like I, I was thinking about that too like growing up in a majority versus growing up as the minority is going mm-hmm. to be an extremely different experience so that's why yeah when you see the argument it, it, it's difficult to say isn't it especially when it's Asian fishing every Asian person's perspective is valid because it affects everyone so yeah it's going to be completely mm-hmm. different depending where you grew up what context mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I think a lot, I often see that argument where people sort of invalidate people who grew up in like America and Australia who are Asian Mm. when they get offended over things, they go like, oh, real Asians don't care. But it's like, what is real Asian? (laughs) (laughs) Like if you're Asian, you're Asian. Like (laughs) everyone's going to like grow up differently. And that's why it's so nuanced because everyone's grown up with a completely different experience. Even some American Asians or Australian Asians that didn't grow up facing discrimination, some did. They're going to have different opinions. They're going to Mm -hmm. feel strongly or not strongly. And I think you've pointed it out. I've pointed it out. That's what the nuance here is, is who can say who's right? Because I think everyone has a valid point. I agree with both sides, honestly. Me too, yeah. anywhere on the internet last year you might have seen how popular the fox eye beauty trend became so basically fox eye is a way of doing your eyeliner where it sort of elongates the eye um, lifting them and making them appear almost slanted creating a very sultry effect and it's basically emulating the lifted almost almond shaped eyes that a lot of celebrities these days are touting. And often when people pose with it, they 
hold their hand near their eye and almost pull it to make the effect look even more slanted and uplifted. Mm. And many people, myself included, associate this sort of position with a sort of very offensive gesture and slur that was used towards a lot of Asians where people try to mimic their eyes by pulling them so they're slits. It's an offensive gesture throughout the world. Um, This trend, yeah, caused a lot of controversy. What was your opinion on this, Mel? I have to be really honest. When this came up, I, I literally couldn't really see a problem with this, mainly because I personally am... I do fox eyes myself like when it comes to eyeliner and makeup and this is I just like I ended up just doing it like experimenting on my own makeup finding out what suits me the most mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that I was doing like fox eyes you are Asian though <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the thing preface but like let's but then again <laughs> but then again like you know makeup is all about beauty and mm-hmm. doing what suits you and what really suits your features the most and maybe many of these girls think that think that this sort of makeup really makes them the prettiest you know and they, they really like the way it looks because the way when I look at it it makes them look really sharp and it looks really good for date night you know what I mean <laughs> and I I feel like sometimes like I'm just really lucky that I'm Asian you know because mm-hmm. I may be a fan of the way the eye makeup is but like because I'm Asian I probably wouldn't really get a lot of bash or criticism a lot of like yeah flack or criticism from doing this but if I were let's say for example white I might have a lot of people saying that I'm out to Asian fish before we like move on I should preface this like Mel and I are both of Asian descent Mel is full Asian she's from Malaysia and I'm half Asian I'm Australian Chinese uh so just to preface that (laughs) but (laughs) I don't necessarily think people who do fox eye are trying to look Asian I never really thought that like that Mm -hmm. was never my opinion I guess though it just sort of shows how like trends can only really benefit like western features right Mm -hmm. because it's just like now narrow sort of more slanted almond eyes are trendy Almond eyes, slanted eyes, narrow eyes have always been used to describe Asian eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And if we look throughout history, they were mocked relentlessly for having small eyes. Like, that's what I'm talking about with that gesture. That's always been a way to mock Asians for having smaller, narrower eyes. But now suddenly, narrow, sharp eyes are really trendy. And it will be trendy for a while, right? And then it'll pass again. And then it'll move to big eyes. Then it'll move to double eyelids. Like, but the only people who can constantly have those looks are the Western eyes, where mm. Asian people will always, like, not all, but some Asian people will always have those sort of more, I guess, pointed eyes, right? Mm. So, like, they, what, like, I think some people get offended because they feel as if, like, their ethnic features are a trend that are picked and choosed, you know? Um, and it kind of like goes back to how, like, throughout the history of Asians in America, they've been like forced to assimilate to Western values, to Western features. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about like, according to the Korean Herald, uh, American military plastic surgeon, Dr. David Ralph Millard first performed 
double eyelid surgery during the Korean War, and his first patients were Korean War brides who would marry American soldiers uh, because the brides were considered cultural and racial threats to the US. So a lot of them would get double eyelid surgery to appear more American, to assimilate to the less threatening and surgically altering quote unquote slanted eyes became like the mark of a good and trustworthy Asian Mm. where so like it's very much like shows how like the race and how we look at race has always privileged a very white body white features as a normal beautiful body but nowadays like and this is throughout history like white women have been able to just pick and choose other ethnic features and make that trendy for a while and then they pick another one but the people who are born with those features can't change those features Mm -hmm. they're stuck with that I think that's what people get upset by I suppose yeah like I I totally can see that I can totally see that side and I think that's like you know definitely like valid even if I like you know personally I've just been like even if I've said like earlier, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I personally find it like hard to understand like why I myself would feel offended by this, but I can definitely see where the offense would come from because we do have a deep rooted like history when it comes to these things. And it's definitely an issue because I've also like, you know, taught um, Korean students for a bit and I've had a couple of like preteens or teenagers that have actually gone through like double eyelid surgery yeah um, at a pretty young age so you can still really see the effects of how you know like as you said earlier like the whole white feature and like how it's like you know pretty dominant in the good period of our lives a good period of like history and to see how a lot of them now would kind of like assimilate a lot of like Asian features that were deemed as I don't know like as not as pretty or like um, different in like a probably poor or bad way um, into their own like makeup into their own looks it can it is offensive and it can be offensive to a lot of people who have experienced a bit of prejudice or discrimination Mm -hmm. for having those particular features so I totally get it but again as we went earlier like it's again going to be so nuanced, right? <laughs> like if you find it offensive, yeah. if you don't find it offensive, if you connect it to that, or if you just look at it as just eyeliner, that's okay as well. Like, yeah, that's what I think we're really trying to hammer in here is mm. there's no one Asian perspective. Asia mm. is made up of so many different cultures, so yeah. many different countries, cultures within the countries. There are subcultures so many people who are all going to have different opinions different experiences so just because Mel and I might think one thing doesn't mean that it represents all of Asia doesn't mean that we're saying all Asian people are offended all Asian people aren't offended Mm -hmm. like it's just not it doesn't work that way (laughs) yeah or like even if we have an opinion on it it doesn't mean that like we don't see like other opinions because mm-hmm. it's like you know this is how we see it from this particular perspective but if I were to change my perspective to um someone else I would be like yeah I, I totally agree with that opinion as well because mm-hmm. this is like what you said it's such a big and nuanced topic it's really hard to really just settle for something and be like yeah that's definitely Asian fishing for me I personally just see this as eyeliner and Mm -hmm. eyeshadow like a normal makeup trend in my opinion it just so happens to look like it's Asian fishing just because this sort of like eyeliner elongates the eyes 
I personally just feel like it could be it could just be like you know a a new look I it would be interesting if we could actually find out like the origins for fox eyes like whoever created this entire look what was their intentions because for me it always boils down to the intention mm-hmm. if the intention was to let's say I want to look more Asian you know um for example like I was actually looking up fox eyes and you know google search they always have like the recommended um search section yeah and one of them also said um like how do I look Korean I feel like then again like oh this is when um I was searching up fox eyes and also like dolly eyes which is another segment that we'll talk, get to a bit later but questions like how do I look more Korean how do I look Japanese I feel like the attention then has changed that yeah. in itself becomes a rather poor intention in my opinion because that is no longer about like makeup and wanting to you know and enunciate or emphasize natural features that you already have but you really want to change your features to look exactly like a different race I feel like then that would be a different issue for me in Mm -hmm. my opinion but with the fox eyes I just feel like it's just normal makeup that happens to elongate your eyes because sometimes when I look at these photos they still look really white to me like (laughs) (laughs) they just look really sharp but they don't look Asian anywhere near Asian to me they still look really really white in my opinion so I feel like that's why I don't have a big issue with it personally Mm -hmm. so it has everything to do with the intentions in my opinion So this segment might be a really interesting one for the both of us, but it covers the entire trend of like dolly eyes, um, cosplay makeup. And as someone who is really into the anime community and (laughs) I've always wanted to do cosplay, I just felt like that this would be really interesting because Brianna used to (laughs) cosplay. (laughs) I'm just like exposing you here, but you used to cosplay. (laughs) Yeah, so... Cosplay eye makeup and dolly eye makeup is a very specific way of doing your eye makeup, <laughs> for lack of better words. But basically, if we look at dolly eye makeup, it's supposed to make your eyes look bigger to mimic a doll or in a lot of people's cases, an anime character. Uh, often this is achieved by widening your eyes, by drawing under your waterline, filling it in with white, elongating your eyeliner so that your eyes look a lot bigger whereas a lot of people sort of say there's a difference here with Asian fishing they state that people who are Asian fishing use their eyeliner to slant and elongate and essentially make their eyes look sharper longer and more slanted rather than widening where they say that's what dolly eye makeup does it widens rather than elongates I think that is a very, (laughs) very blurry line um, if we want to define it that way, because I think everyone's opinion is going to be different, whether you're elongating or widening, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. a very small line. Yeah. What's, what's your opinion on this? I want to hear yours. They're trying to mimic a doll, right? But like, there are different kinds of dolls. (laughs) There might be dolls with bigger eyes. There might be dolls with wider eyes. I don't know. See, this is a tricky one because it's cosplay. Yeah. And like, it's the same thing with like anime characters, right? Like, so 
even with anime characters, most often times, you know, they're not specifically said to be of Asian descent. So, for example, if you were to cosplay Levi from Attack on Titan, he's not <laughs> Japanese, isn't no. he? Like, I think most of them are like Western heritage in, in the anime. I mean, and yeah. like, you know, they're German, etc. But they still look very much Asian at times. But, um, you know, I don't know. Like, cosplay is like you're trying to mimic a particular character, etc. It's not like it's not like these people are doing it every day, you know, in like their regular lives. They're just really trying to look like the character. So mm-hmm. I feel like they could just be really naive in that sense and just like, I really want to look like this dude, you know? Um, and that's why they're doing the things they, they do. It's just for art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's just complete. It would be completely different if they were trying to impersonate a real life person who is mm-hmm. Asian. That would be a bit, that would be sus cosplay makeup has changed like Mm -hmm. when I used to do it like I don't know like I feel like the kids who do cosplay on TikTok and that like they do their eyeliner like to the extreme like -hmm. it's very much like sort of like alt eyeliner you know like yeah when we cosplayed like we did pretty natural makeup looks we weren't like elongating Mm -hmm. our eyes I just did normal eyeliner I don't think Mm -hmm. it looks like Asian eyes though do you get what I mean? Like, I think it yeah. obviously looks like an anime character. Like, no Asian person is walking around with, like, white all under their eyeliner and, like, <sighs> an extra waterline drawn on and everything. Like, I don't think that's meant to be an Asian person. I think it's meant to be an anime person. Yeah. But where I start getting a bit, like, that's suspicious, that's mm-hmm. weird, is, like, <laughs> when, like, it's all combined. Like, so if someone is like, has a super like Japanese aesthetic, like they're wearing the school uniform, they've got like the, the dolly eyes, they've got all the eyeliner, they've right. got like the whole Lolita sexualizing this sort of culture sort of thing mm-hmm. going on. That's when I start being like, you're not technically doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm sus. Because to me, it feels like they're just profiting off, like, the stereotypes. It's a bit different when they're a character, but that's, you know what I mean? That's the line. Yeah. Like, it's so hard to, like... And then you just kind of have to, like, really suss out their intentions because at the end of the day, it really all boils down to intentions as well. But but it just really appears to us. I totally get where you're coming from. Jasmine Harris makes a really good quote here. She said, to enjoy someone else's culture without recognizing the hurt that they experience because of their race is where the problem starts. It's not difficult to stand up for Asians and support them. And for those who still think that editing their eyelids to change their race is appreciation, actually listening to Asians is a good start. I think that quote is kind of telling. Like someone might have good intentions. They don't think they're like doing a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, if I had to draw the line with this whole cosplay makeup thing, if you were cosplaying as an anime character, I feel like to a certain extent, changing your features is not too bad, in my opinion, because it's just an anime character. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, these anime characters, so I've said that before, they might not be Japanese or Asian descent as well. It's just an anime character. But if you're going around on a normal day, I'm really changing your features um, to really get into the Asian aesthetics because you want to look Korean, you want to look Japanese, or um, you want to look like this K-pop idol. And so 
like Oli London. I'm really sorry, but if it's an example, mm-hmm. um, I think then that's when it really becomes an issue for me, yeah. in my opinion, because then it really it's hard to differentiate between like doing something for the sake of like art because cosplaying is an art. It's kind of like a sort of creation that you do. It's like not real like people. That yeah okay <laughs> you know like to a certain extent depends on how they do it but with real life people I feel like then that's like an issue <laughs> I can yeah I think I can I can get on board with that yeah if you're trying to like turn your identity into an Asian person and you're not Asian that's weird I'm sorry like that's mm-hmm. just I don't like that <laughs> yeah I find out a lot of times as well whenever I come across like people who are into like getting to like for example like Japanese aesthetics because you know I'm I'm really into like Japan and stuff and like I study the language so I've met like a lot of like different people who are in this particular field but Mm -hmm. those people who would really assimilate like Japanese makeup to the extent where like their features would kind of change a little bit and like fashion fashion's one thing but mannerisms as well. And like, I know um, what you mean. I know but, exactly. But what it's you also mean. really hard to differentiate because, like, are you actually in this because you're actually learning the culture, the language, or do you just learn like the few basic phrases and immediately you're like, I I really vibe with the Japanese, you know that kind of <laughs> feel. So it's I don't know. There's just like this. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> What's the line between What's cultural line? <laughs> appreciation and cultural appropriation? What is the know. line? I don't know because I don't want to be like you can't appreciate other cultures. I know I don't want that either. So like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard because I don't want to gatekeep. Yeah, <laughs> but at this and I really like it when people appreciate Southeast Asian features and cultures, etc. But then. When is it too much? Exactly. That's it's such... hard. Exactly. I think that's our our sort of our takeaway <laughs> here is it's just so hard to decide what what's right or wrong here because I don't think there is a right or wrong. I think yeah. it's just a lot of gray. There's just a lot of gray area here. So uh, this was a really hard but interesting topic to talk about and we just hope that today's episode was as informative and as interesting for you guys as it was for us. Yeah, so as usual, please give us a share, chuck us a like and follow us on our Instagram at Little Miss Media Podcast. And also feel free to send us your opinion or ask us some questions. What do you guys think? Where do you draw the lines when it comes to boundaries in the whole makeup industry? When does it become Asian fishing for you? So once again, this was Brianna. This was Melissa. We'll see you in the next episode. See ya!